was heard accused me of abuse. My ex-husband is suing me. Brutal, cruel. This is humiliating for any human being to go through. And all false. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. We are talking about them once again. Guys, I know that the court case between those two celebrities has long since finished and myself and many others were very happy to see Johnny Depp essentially vindicated not only in the court of public opinion, but also in the court of like just courts uh, as not actually being a domestic abuser. However, it seems like some people out there cannot let it Specifically, I'm talking about establishment, Hollywood weirdos, as well as feminist activists, because you see Netflix has recently come out with their own docu-series about the court case titled Depp vs. Heard. And this documentary claims to be, well, just that, a documentary, i.e. being at least relatively factual, I would assume. And even though I know that Netflix has its own biases, I was drawn to this because it proclaims the series to be uh, one of the first times that we've actually seen the testimony uh, of Heard and of Debt kind of sliced together. And even though I tried to watch as much of the court case happen as it was unfolding, as the documentary explains, uh, Heard and Depp, they actually testified like weeks apart and it was over multiple days. So it was just kind of hard to get a coherent picture in some ways of every all the information that was given out unless you were dedicating hours and hours to this court case. So I thought, you know what, if they've managed to consolidate things in to an easily digestible narrative, regardless of how Netflix might be just leftist crazies, that might be kind of interesting. That might still be beneficial to watch. Wow, was I mistaken. Because spoiler alert, I'm not gonna bury the lead here. Essentially what this documentary does is try to play defense for Amber Heard the entire time. And that's really interesting to me because let's let's face it, Amber Heard, she's not a very prolific or well-recognized actress. She's gotten some roles that have gotten a lot of attention, but I don't think anyone thinks, oh yeah, Amber Heard, the next Meryl Streep. That's just, it, that's not the case. So the fact that so many people in Hollywood, specifically talking about these Netflix people here, have gone out on a limb trying to defend her, I mean, I don't know if perhaps her PR company was involved in the production of this. It sounds, it seems like they were, or if there's just this ideological need these people have to come out and defend the woman. But essentially over the three episodes of this series, instead of getting a more in-depth look over the specific instances that the case was actually about and trying to decipher like, was this a mutually toxic relationship? Was Amber the abuser? Was Johnny, what was happening here? This documentary, again, so-called documentary, doesn't insist on just focusing on what was said and the evidence that was presented in trial, but they actually go out of their way to provide more support for Amber's version of events. For instance, something that happened which made Amber Heard look very bad, not only in court, but also uh, you know, in the public's opinion, is the fact that she claimed to have donated her $7 million settlement from Johnny Depp after their divorce to charity, when in fact that didn't happen. And this was something that Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, brought up when she was cross-examining Amber because look, the fact that you said you were gonna donate this money and then you did it not only makes you look like a liar, but it also makes you look like someone who was only in this marriage for financial reasons, which kind of chips away at the idea that you were just this poor battered wife who stayed silent uh, because you love Johnny Depp so much until you could no longer keep your mouth shut and now you've turned into this activist. Sitting here today, Ms. Heard, you still haven't donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. Isn't that right? Incorrect. I pledged the entirety 
of Ms. the settlement, Hurd, seven million to question. charity, and I, I intend to fulfill Hurd, those obligations. That's not my question. Donated, not pledged, donated the seven million dollars divorce settlement to charity. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They, but I don't. Same thing. Donate and pledge being used synonymously can sometimes make sense only if the money has actually been given. For example, I can say both that I donated $5 to the Salvation Army and that I pledged $5 to the Salvation Army only if I've actually given that money to the Salvation Army. If I've only promised to give it, that's not an actual donation, that is a pledge. And that fact that the words donate and pledge mean different things and Amber was saying that she had donated when she had actually only pledged and hadn't actually given the money yet, that is something that 99% of, of people I think agree on that this was a lie. But no, in, in, in this documentary's eyes, actually this was just one example of social media being unfair to Amber because yeah, there are times when people use those terms interchangeably. Again, there are situations where you can say I've donated something and I've pledged something and both of those things are true, but only the donated part of that is true if the money has already been given. So here, not only is this documentary going out on a limb to defend Amber when there's really no reason to do that if you're just intending on covering the court case, but they're also twisting basic language to do so. Now, what's kind of funny is that this little segment about the whole donation scandal ends with them saying, see, Amber has given money as if to prove that she wasn't lying, but it, it, it just further highlights that she didn't give the full 7 million like she had promised to do. Another big problem I have with this documentary is the fact that even though it claims to be about Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, it really is just complaining about the treatment that Amber Heard faced on social media during the trial. And you could talk about that, I suppose, but there was this strange undercurrent throughout the episodes where it's almost as if the filmmakers were trying to blame Johnny Depp personally for what strangers said about Amber online. We're going to go into it more, but first I do want to say thank you to today's sponsor, Magic Spoon. You could stay on track with Magic Spoon, a cereal that tastes like your childhood favorites, but with more protein and less sugar. I don't know about you, but growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. However, as I got older, I had to watch out for things like sugar and empty carbs more. But Magic Spoon has all of the amazing flavors you love, but high protein and less sugar. And personally, now when I get cravings for sweet cereals, it's usually as a midnight snack. I am totally the person who will go to the fridge at like 11 and just want a cold bowl of sweet cereal. It's just such a comfort thing. Thankfully with Magic Spoon, I still get to indulge in that almost guilty pleasure while knowing that, hey, at least there's less sugar and there's some protein that I'm getting out of it. And if that sounds good to you, then you really need to check out Magic Spoon's variety pack. The four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Personally, my favorite is fruity with frosted coming in a close second. But if you are into peanut butter, then I highly recommend you mix the peanut butter with the cocoa because then it's almost like a, like 
like a Reese's situation going on. It's just delicious. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs, only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free, really what's not to like. Especially being a mom, my little girl is at the phase now where she loves cereal just like as a snack. And Magic Spoon is something that I can feel a lot better about giving her. So go to magicspoon.com slash intellectual to grab a variety pack and try it out today. And be sure to use our promo code intellectual at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. Meaning if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So you really have nothing to lose here. Get your next delicious bowl of high protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash intellectual and use the code intellectual to save $5 off. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Now, as I said, the main, or at least one of the main themes throughout the Deb versus Heard series is the fact that Amber Heard did admittedly get a lot of, let's just say, bullying online. There are a lot of people who are watching this trial who are very critical of her, some of whom, uh, you know, said very unkind things about her. That really, I think, more so than the specifics of the case is what this documentary series chose to focus on, which they're allowed to focus on that, but I just find it interesting how apparently these filmmakers have a problem with the harassment or cancel culture that Amber Heard faced. However, they said nothing about the fact that really this entire court case and this entire saga was actually started by Amber Heard herself when she wrote that op-ed for the Washington Post. These documentaries have a big problem uh, with what people said online about Amber Heard and how that's cancellation, but they didn't really address at all the fact that Johnny first was the one who was essentially put through the ringer in terms of public opinion. He is the one who lost out on film franchises, who lost out on millions of dollars, who was called an abuser, who was basically blacklisted by Hollywood because of things that Amber Heard said. And if your approach to this case really is, let's just not talk about the facts of what happened between these two people, but how we as a society reacted to it, why would you not talk about the cancellation that Johnny Depp went through? Because really without that initial cancellation because of what Amber wrote, Johnny would never have felt the need to take Amber to court because of defamation. And it's really like this documentary in the attempt to portray Amber Heard as the victim here only starts talking about relevant information like six years after this entire debacle began. And if that's not indicative enough of the bias that these people have toward Amber and against Johnny, then how about the fact that Amber's tearful testimony about what she's been through at the hands of Johnny and social media, that's included basically in its entirety in this documentary, along with a very sad and sympathetic backing track. But there was absolutely no comparable clip included of Johnny Depp talking about the abuse he endured at the hands of Amber Heard or everything he went through because he was canceled by Hollywood because of her words. I am harassed. Humiliated. I was just sitting there on this, on, on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet. Threatened every single day. People want to kill me. People want to put my baby in the microwave. In sum, this series is essentially propaganda masquerading as a documentary series. And I was kind of relieved to see online that a lot of people like myself were able to see through it. This series currently has a 10% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And even for the tomato meter, which is just approved critics, it's only sitting at 33%. And similarly, a lot of the reviews on IMDb are critical. We have this review that says absolutely terrible biased rewrite of what happened. Time Netflix stops using the words docu-series and documentary. This is propaganda. Edit 
bigoted with bias, clear agenda, and is Netflix trying to reopen the case in Heard's favor? Yeah, so I guess at the end of the day, I don't know how many people are still interested in this case specifically. I don't think anyone's mind is being changed about who did who wrong after this documentary, but I thought it was important to talk about because it just, it clearly shows Netflix's own biases and the fact that, yeah, just because someone calls something a documentary, that doesn't mean it has to be remotely factual or unbiased. That's basically all I have to say for now though. And if you watch the Deb versus Her docuseries on Netflix, I would love to know what you thought about it. Thank you so much for watching though, and we'll see you next time.